Welcome to Sneaky Athletic. I'm Chandler. That's Alec. This week, we're going to cover our, some of our regular segments, uh, talk about some of the bad people that have been on the internet here lately, uh, talk about some contracts, both in football and in disc golf. Our guy, Paul McButt. Uh, talk a little golf, uh, maybe UFC. We'll figure it out. All right, let's get started. <laughs> my soul, I gave it all. But loving you was never easy. get started with your beef no we should do that last okay i was gonna do my google list first but it's pretty depressing so you should go ahead with my google list yeah fuck i wrote down the wrong thing um oh my google list we'll just do let's just start off with paul Macbeth. so for those of you that don't know the goat disc golfer would you say alec well, he actually just got a pass in the rankings. I mean, the like live, those are so fucked up. I can go on a whole rant about those. The player ratings. I hate those. Go it's ahead. Stupid. Well, it's, it's literally based off of, it's like such a back asward system where it shouldn't, that the rating stuff shouldn't matter. And, and once you become a professional disc golf player, it should just be like points accumulated on the year is how you should be ranked. It should be more like professional golf. Where it's like mm. your rating then is just how much, and like Paul has accumulated more points this year than Eagle McMahon has. Eagle just won the only major tournament that has been, like he's only played in one event and he won it. So then he gets a higher rating that one time, even though Paul's played in three events. Either way. Uh, so Paul McBeth is a member of Team Discraft. Uh, it's a, that's a disc manufacturer. And he signed the largest contract in disc golf history. It's a 10-year, $10 million contract, and that's just the minimum. There are disc selling incentives, tournament incentives, all that stuff. So if I'm a random person right now, I have no idea what you're talking about. So break down what that contract means. So they, how disc golf works is a manufacturer of discs, there's a bunch of them, sponsors a player. So it's kind of like NASCAR in that way where like they get all their shit and they're like stickers are on it and they give them money to rep the brand. I mean, it would, it's also like golf too. Right. Yeah. Like title titleist, Taylor yep. made like it's all, it's, that's more like what it's like. It's just like golf in that way, except how they make most of their money in disc golf is through the sponsorship. The sponsorship carries them through the year and allows them to be disc golfers because the prize winnings <clears throat> aren't that great for Shocker. the tournaments. Um, like this last, the the first major this year, the first big one, it's not a major, but the first big one uh, was Las Vegas, and the winner w- won like 5500 bucks. At least three of your friends are shaking their head and like, we've completely lost it. Yeah, I'm deep in it. But it's just because Paul McBeth is definitely like a good dude. And he's, he's fun to follow. He's fun to watch play. 
but essentially, so they get sponsored by like a disc manufacturer, just like a golf manufacturer of clubs. Uh, and then they go out and they, you know, they play in tournaments. It's basically from end of February through like November, December ish. Uh, it's a long season. There's only like three months. I think it's through November. So it's like three months of off season and nine months of the season going on. And it's a, it's kind of like golf. It's just over the weekend. Um, but yeah, so he has like incentives for, he has his own discs and like the more of those he sells and things like that. So he'll probably honestly, and he has it, it's completely set up to restructure at any point in time. So it'll probably end up being much more than $10 million by the, by the time it's said and done. Which is crazy, but he is a good person to, he's very informative would be a good way to yeah. put it of, you know, checking it out and I don't know, just figuring out what the hell's going on. Yeah. And he just started a, a foundation that is going to be uh, like basically building and spreading the, like the sport of disc golf in like impoverished areas. Cause he's like a very deep, like Mexican heritage. So he wants to like, you know, spread the game to people who, could uh you know use a little distraction in their life um, which if you didn't know it's constantly free that's part of the reason why we got so into it but yeah you mentioning that first will allow me to go right into my beef and winner winner chicken dinner it's you oh yeah so as you can tell by chandler's little monologue there we're pretty into this game mm-hmm. and it got warm i spent three days playing in a row uh i did five eighteen and then seven and well, five, 18 and 11 feeling pretty sore. I took a day off. I texted Chandler. I was like, Hey, I, I don't know if I can make it through another day. He told me to go ahead. And I just had my orthopedic appointment today. We might have some torn muscles. We're going to go get it checked out on Monday. So at least I got some painkillers, I guess. Thanks for that. I didn't know you were the house of fucking glass over there i didn't i mean i was sore too i've been playing a lot because it's nice it's like damn my shoulder hurts it's like it's fine now <laughs> yeah after so it was soreness initially and then after i went out by myself on friday i don't know what i did but i did something yeah i i don't know i think both of us are used to when like we're in the middle of this i mean this summer and into this fall we were playing at least two to three times a week so our arms were in great shape and then we took a couple months off and then you try to just jump right back in it without warming up or like even building strength at all yeah i think it was just because i'm really bad sometimes to be honest with you i think just a couple of them got away from me and i just yanked it out we'll see we'll see what happens and keep you updated but yes i'm not the people need to know the people need to know i might Uh, start going left-handed does it hurt to throw forehand what do you what hurts worse forehand or backhand backhand without a doubt that's weird because forehand's what hurts my shoulder the most well here's the thing is i actually have some nerve damage in my elbow and so it like kind of is a nice double-edged sword that yeah it's just perfect Right, I quit feeling somewhat, and so I can continue to play. Just push right through the pain because it's not there. Without a doubt. You don't have any nerves. So what else we got? So my beef is Major League Baseball. And this is now, 
the third time we've talked about this topic because we've talked about it. This podcast is now we're into our third year now. And it's major league baseball and spring training every year does this little bit where they mic up players and we get the best fucking segments in baseball. Like Whit Merrifield was mic'd up talking about he hit a trip or he hit a double into left field and he they were like, Well, nice hit. And he's like, Should have wish I would have lined out and he had to save those for the season. And like talking about shit like while he's on base. I'm like, this is awesome. And and he literally technology is so crazy now. He just had an AirPod Pro in one ear. Mm-hmm. That's all he had. Didn't even have to be all crazy mic'd up. Just had an AirPod in one ear and was perfectly able to be on live television. I was watching the other day and uh whoever they had mic'd up on the Royals was doing it in the batter's box and it was whenever they were playing the Dodgers and so Kershaw was in the mount or on mm-hmm. the bump and he was down um one two I believe and he's like all right good good at bat from here on out right after that hits like a triple so it's just that was what I think that was I think that was what yeah when he was in the batter's box he was like that's good bat yeah good at bat from now on he's uh it's just so awesome. And we got the uh, last year, we got the when he was like, whoever it was, I can't remember, said hit the cans for me. He's like mm-hmm. digging mm-hmm. at the Astros while he was in the batter's box. It's like, because you're going to get so much of that that, like, I don't know. It would make baseball more personable where, where basketball is taking advantage of that, where you can like actually be a fan of an individual in basketball, I feel like, because they're, it's much more, I don't know the best way to put this, but like each individual player is put forward a lot more and you can like, they have their own brand and stuff. And I think it's just because basketball is a smaller sport and there's less athletes. So they're able to do that and they have way more money. They're but also the you, most identifiable. True. Uh, but I think if you can start doing this with baseball a little bit more and, and letting, if the MLB would were to let people share their highlights, that's would also help a lot to grow the game. Share their highlights. Oh, with their copyrights. Online. Yeah, with their copyright yeah. laws. You can't fucking like it's just insane. But that so major league baseball, we got beef. I mean, I understand why they don't mic them up during the season, though. I mean, it it sucks from a fan's perspective, but I also I mean sense. it doesn't have to be all game, just like one player from each team in the first inning or in the third inning, like you do it early. Fair enough. Well, we'll continue on the innovative ideas track because uh, I have a wet the feed of some interesting sports. I saw in Japan, they play experts versus regular people or children. So So pros versus Joe's pretty much, but it's, if it's adults, it's 50. And if it's children, it's a hundred. And they did three versus 50 fencing matches, three versus 100 soccer game. Oh, it was awesome. And they're just running around. Uh, the fencing one, experts lost the soccer game. They actually won. Uh, nobody was playing <laughs> in the goal, but there's just floods of kids running behind. It's like an Yeah, ant so you hill. just got to like pop it up, pop it up over them, and then That's just all outrun them. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, they don't really know what's going on. They're all just run to the ball. So there's like just a guy streaking <laughs> down the side is just scoring yeah. all the time. Yeah, that's true. You just basically you kick it back by your goal. Let them all come down and then just kick mm-hmm. it the length of the field. You're like, all right, we're good. 
they actually had like 20 goalies though which was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> they all just run around it is one of the funniest things i've ever seen and they could like did any of them get pelted i would assume um, like a, a little kid goalie taking like a full-on professional soccer kicker so the first That'd goal that awesome. i saw was like a header in, and wow. the adult definitely just like elbowed the kid out of the way <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to see him uh, like positioning on a on a penalty kick, like, mm-hmm. getting in position. It, it's a fun were little, little time. Were the professionals flopping still? I I don't think so. I don't think they called any penalties. Give a little kid a, a red, red card. card. <laughs> that would be funny. Um, yeah. That was a good. What the feed? I'm gonna have to look into that. What's it called? Um, I'll just send you the link. We can post right. it on our Twitter and whatnot. I'll uh, figure good. it out for you. Uh, my what the feed is we're just going to talk about all the bad people that have been on Twitter, been in your news feed here lately. Uh, we can talk about first, I guess we'll talk about less miles. I mean, he, so I have a couple of things about him is one the thing that probably upsets me the most about it is kansas knew there's no way that he did there that they didn't as an entire school and they decided to hire him anyways and enable him and you know let him back into being a creep and you know who knows how far that has gone and what we don't know and even if it hasn't gone that far it's still not right uh but what do we expect from the people who we know have tried to sweep sexual abuse allegations under the rug, sweep, you know, other crimes under the rug by their basketball players. Um, I was going to say, it's not like they don't have a track record of things similar to this. I'm not going to fully, but I mean, yes, they have a criminal history. We don't have enough time to go through everything. And I mean, on top of that, like clearly at the institutional level, it's corrupted as well because of, you know, the FBI investigating them. I just, I don't know how you can be so arrogant and full of yourself and still think that you deserve to be like, I, they were people who were arguing that people sit online that you can't say that KU is a bad destination because it's talking bad on a university who is trying to come up by their bootstraps, like get the out of here. It's one of the most inept fan bases I've ever seen, and it's no surprise that they're acting this way. Great points all around. I, I mean, I've been upset. Oh, I think I think <laughs> if you as you followed should our be, Twitter, as you should be. Um, no, they. I mean, they're. It's like, was it shocking that they would do something like this? No. Was yeah. anybody surprised? No. Was it bad? Yes. Very bad. Um, Something that you might have been shocked about was Miles Leonard dropping a slur during his uh, Twitch stream yesterday. Uh, So Miles Leonard, a, I don't know, is he a forward or a guard for the Miami Heat? Neither. He's a center. Center. Okay. Uh I, I I mean, he averages like six points a game. I'm not even, uh, I mean, he's more recognizable from college. I feel like. Where did he go to college? Duke, I believe. I couldn't tell you. Um, 
anyway, so he drops a, a racial slur. He's on the like injured list right now. He's his oh, he went to up. University of Illinois. Uh, what did he say? Uh, a racial slur against Jewish people that starts with a K. I was hoping I was tri- going to trip you up. Well done. Um, and he dropped. He like he gave like a pregnant pause and then like put some umph into it when he said it. Uh, he's now released a statement that he didn't know what the word meant. And he is going to talk to, he's sorry for all the harm. And he's going to talk to people and educate himself. Um, How the fuck did he not, he knows what that meant. The way that he put that extra gusto on it. I mean, he like, he like sat up in his gaming chair and said it. It wasn't like he was like lounging and like said it was like, oh, my bad. He just like he was like <gasps> he like took a nice deep breath in it and let him have it. Stank. I, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I, when I first so when I first read about it on Twitter, I I thought it was the N word. Like I just was hearing like racial slur, racial slur. And I saw somebody say, "Man, he said it with some gusto," and I was like, "Oh my god, did he really like say the N word like that?" And then I I I heard it and I was like, he did put some fucking gusto in it, but it. It wasn't the end. I think he's been playing basketball long enough to uh, probably cut that one out. But you could tell that he has that racist bone in his body and was like looking for something. It wasn't the first time he said that word. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's be honest. He's definitely said like other racial slurs, I'm sure. And it, he, it was like his inner like 10-year-old gamer came out. And but he's been that way his whole life. It was interesting. I saw a lot of people arguing that yeah, you shouldn't be that offended by a COD lobby. Like uh all of that is just free game. It is just an absolute free speech zone in the Xbox Live COD lobby. Uh I do I'm... think go ahead. No, you go go ahead. I... He said them all. You know, I I Oh, it's definitely been one of those situations where he said one and his mom or friend or somebody was like, not cool. So then he down, he, in his mind, he was like, oh, I'll go to a little bit. He like went to a little bit lesser until he got, until he got to one that he was comfortable with and nobody really complained about. And then now that's got called out. So now he's going to have to, he's going to be under a close watch. Uh just for some more context, the guy that he was playing with actually did drop the N word the week before. So. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. Well, Twitch, yep. if you want to just take all of his earnings and send them our way, we know you guys are listening. We'll accept. Um, we're an anti-racial slur podcast. We've been very open about that over the last two plus years. So Twitch, just send out. We will graciously accept this, his, his, all of his earnings. Without know. a doubt. And we will put them to good use. Yeah. Not saying racial slurs, 100%. even though Ali tried to trick me into saying one, I held held strong. That's uh, how the, you know that we're gonna follow through. We test each other. It's like a fire exactly. drill. A hundred percent. Yeah, we're ready and at all times. We're the best. Uh, last bad person, <laughs> Rush Probst, uh, Georgia high school football coach, caught on mic talking about how Kirby Smart 
pays his players at Georgia. Uh, he also had another clip talking about Nick Saban uh, paying players, but it, his is a little easier because it's just like one guy. It's uh, Bear Bryant Jr. controls all the money and does everything. Well, I think that, you know, it is important to recognize that he is the bad guy for speaking up on this, not the colleges who are well, paying he, their athletes for their labor. He's involved in the funneling of money illegally. I, it's this whole thing of like, yeah, sure. Get paid. Like I'm happy. These guys are at least getting paid. It was, uh, who did I say earlier? Swift, mm-hmm. uh, got three payments of $60,000 to stay his last year instead of going to the NFL draft. And it's like, yeah, good for you. Like, because he would have signed a contract for millions of dollars if he would have gone to the NFL draft and they basically tricked him into staying. And it, I don't know that it, it made his draft stock any different. I think he still went in like the second round to the Patriots. um, And he's had a a good career, Mm -hmm. but like, they deserve money. It just sucks that it has to be this shady ass way that like involves people with definitely bad intentions who probably say racial slurs. Morally correct. Unlike getting the payments and giving them out to the point where you're committing so much fraud, the FBI has to get involved. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at least there, we know that it's all a straightforward transaction. Oh yeah. It's a, uh, it's pay for play, baby. Yeah. Let's do it. It's touchdowns for, uh, you know, the, those cashier checks. Touchdowns uh, for T-Birds. That's right. So I had a SAP MDB. Go you ahead. One? No. Okay. You're going to like this. Uh, let me pull it up real quickly quick. Oh, did you have a SAP MDB since you had to pull it up? It's right here. So okay. this is from the Twitter account Screen Queens. They follow all like female uh, writing and film production and they have a decent following. So Elizabeth Banks is set to direct a bear centric thriller titled cocaine bear for universal. I I know about this actually. Oh, sorry, Alec. Didn't know you were so up on it. Yeah. I mean, Good for you. But the film is based on true events of that very famous Pablo Escobar, a 175-pound bear that accidentally consumed over 70 pounds of cocaine that was dropped from a plane by a smuggler in 1985. Uh, The exact details of the film have not yet been released. He says accidentally. Like, that wasn't just looking like a nice little snow bunny sitting there. Yeah. They can smell for like 10 miles. Like, of course, he went to that gas. He knew what was going on. Yeah, he was like, he he probably knew other bears were coming. And that's why he got it, did it all. I also more for himself. 100%. I like how I try to stall to give you time and you just snap right back at me. (laughs) Well, we're professionals after all. Of course. Well, we're so professional that we went a little out of order and we meant to transition our Paul McBeck contract talk into some more contract talk, but let's yeah. do that now. Dak Prescott got over there, uh, overpaid, but he did deserve to get a bag, uh, mm-hmm. to a certain degree, but Jerry Jones, I mean, he's just loves paying Dak and Zeke a zillion dollars. 
Um, so for the details, if you for some reason have not seen it, um, it's a $164 million deal, uh, four years, includes a $66 million signing bonus, and it is going to be $75 million in the first year. So their explanation of it was that they front-loaded it to kind of deal with the cap hit whenever the cap yeah. increases, um, which, like, good for you if that works, but, like, you're paying a running back who should be making minimum wage, like, $40 million a year. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Zeke's a little less than 40. He's like around the 15 mark, but still way more. Too much. Way more. Should uh, be $15 an hour. They're definitely going to be hurting in, yeah, a couple of years when both of them are really taking their full cap hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this it's another thing is essentially we just sit here and talk about precedents when it comes to quarterback contracts in the NFL. So it's like Patrick Mahomes got this. His is still, I think, technically the or Dax is more average per year because it's like 41 million per year Correct. where Mahomes is I think around 40 yeah um Mahomes does have a less pay like less payout per year uh but it's not the deal that he wanted and thank yeah. god for us Chiefs I, fans I think Mahomes got more guaranteed I'm not 100% sure uh his signing bonus was definitely smaller he didn't take and and Mahomes is not going to last his full 10-year contract they'll restructure that at some point in time and make it smart so that they can pay some you know stud defensive lineman or wide receivers whoever um the Cowboys won't do that they're just going to burn they have Mike McCarthy they're going to they're going to crash they're they're gonna the Giants might beat them twice next year. It's nice to have faith in your organization, huh? It's fucking awesome. I mean, how do you think Pyatt feels? Oof. Yeah, the Raiders are going through it. And they ha- you know, they have that blue blood at quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fun. Uh yeah, Mike Mayock, what a fucking GM you got over there in Vegas. Genius. He's really well, he's really doing it. We got any more NFL stuff? Um, not that I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, there's there's been a bunch of moves today, and uh, this is right in the season where you see everybody's tweeting like, you know, God's got me, and then they get cut two days it will later, be which is sad. One of the most uh, volatile off seasons ever, um, and I'm here for it. I'm excited. But that being said, the best is yet to come. So we will move on to what I am very excited for. PGA Tour. I don't Mm. know why this is like captured my attention, but I have watched so much golf. I have an idea. (laughs) ADD. Uh, Maybe just on to the next sport. But no, it's been golf is exciting right now. I hate to admit it, but I'm slowly coming around to Bryson DeChambeau because the way that he views the game is just He's a tool shed. He's on roids. 100%, but that's kind of like why I'm interested. Like nobody's testing you. What nobody else is doing. He went and I tweeted up the chat chart on our Twitter, but he drove hundreds of yards past everybody 
and everybody kind of landed in the same safe spot and he just balled out 370 his, right across the lake. His average club head speed is 30 miles per hour faster than the tour average. Wow. Tour average is like 165 and his club head speed is 195. He can carry a golf ball 360 yards in the air with his driver. It is insane. How far can yeah. you roll it? I don't know. But he's hit, I mean, he's hit 400-yard drives on tour, which is like stuff he, that you see in the competitions. And he's locked in, you know, like he is playing hard. Like he can do everything. It's not Did like you, the rest of his game is super lacking. Oh, yeah. he he's He's not the greatest like chipper short game stuff, but Agreed. like his putting, his putting is definitely good. He and made his, a couple of 40 plus. He, his motto is basically the closer I can get it to the green, the better off I am. He's like, I don't, which the statistics back it up actually. Yeah. I don't know why we're not playing analytics in golf yet. Honestly. I, you're, I mean, obviously Bryson is the first, like what we're seeing right now, he's the first of mm -hmm. this wave of, I'm going to play golf through a computer and I'm as long as I don't let the pressure crush me, I'm going to go out and dominate people because what he did, did you see the comparisons from this course four years ago to this course? Like this year, he put, he's 60 pounds heavier. He hit the ball like a hundred yards further. Wow. It's insane. Cause he was hitting back where everybody else was hitting four years ago. And and then they actually, they just changed a rule. The course announced. So in his like post tournament winning speech, he said he was actually thinking about instead of hitting. So the fairway wraps around to the right and comes to the green. It's a big horseshoe. He said he was just going to hit it to the left of the green, which is technically hole nine, but it's mm -hmm. not out of bounds. He was like, well, I'll just hit it over there because it'll be easier. And then the course changed the rules. They announced that they're making that out of bounds. Like hours after he said that in a press conference. You know you're good when they have to make new rules for you. Yeah, they're calling it the Bryson rule. I have a question. Where's Ricky Fowler? Him and Jordan Spieth have just taken a backseat and don't really No, he exist. hasn't been participating. Jordan Spieth played well over the weekend. Like He was the leader going into Sunday and then... I mean, he wasn't when was the last too time he far behind Bryson. He, I mean, he's had some injuries, man. I mean, I know that you're not a golf savant like me right now, <laughs> but what was the last time he won a, a major? I believe three years ago. Three years ago. Yeah. I mean, it's been forever. He's had a couple of surgeries since then. He's coming back. He really is struggling on the putts, which is what made his game, you know? So I don't know. I mean, Ricky's putting stuff out on social media. Was he not in the tournament? No, I literally saw an article the other day that was, where is Ricky Fowler? I just didn't read it, so I was hoping you did. Oh, no, I haven't. He's just posting a bunch of Puma stuff on his Instagram. Why not? The bag, the check still clears. That's for fucking sure. That and the, I think he's a state or uh, farmer's insurance guy. All True. about that bag. Well, is our check cleared for this episode? We got anything else? Uh, the check is not clear. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I, I don't have anything else. Uh, so I think that probably wraps it up. Yeah. Me either. Short and sweet. 
it was a rough week with uh, coming back from uh, not coming back, getting into this injury. So you guys can yeah. thank Chandler. I plan on playing a lot more disc golf. I've bought tons of discs here lately. Uh, so I'm just going to send Alec a picture every time and say, suck it. Uh, every time I'm playing. Now I hope uh, your shoulder's fine and you can get back out there and play. And I need to get to Columbia and play Harmony Benz because I'm just slowly realizing it's the best course of all time. I mean, that's, I had to go out, you know, I had to go there. That's why, that's why I got got, um, but we'll see. Hopefully it's all on the up and up. I was going to say something else, but you know what? ADD got the best of me. Mm. That's ain't that the truth. Um, all right. Well, that's all for this week. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Uh, love you. Sneak athletic.